Absolutely beautiful, Amber. It is my pleasure now to introduce our guest speaker. She is Reverend Pamela Hamilton. Reverend Pam started the West Georgia Church of Religious Science, has served as the pastor of churches in Porterville and Fresno. She is currently executive director of an assisted living community in Fresno, and she lives in Coarse Gold, California, with her husband and three dogs. A little bit longer than her husband's intro that he handed us, but we're so happy to have you. Thank you. Good morning. Such is the nature of life that all it asks and all it wants is the opportunity to appear. You are that opportunity, and so am I. It's a pleasure to be here today. Thank you for inviting me to speak. The title of my talk is Beware of the Stuffed Bell Pepper. As you heard, I work in an assisted living community, and food is always an important topic. In fact, we have a committee devoted to it called Food for Thought, which, as it turns out, is fitting not just for food, but more importantly, consciousness. So I decided to sit in on, on a meeting. And when I walked in, one of the residents was complaining bitterly about the stuffed bell pepper that had been served the week before. Never have I heard so many adjectives to describe how bad a dish was. She was just going to town about how terrible it was and with such vitriol. It was dried out, it was flavorless, it was bland, and the tirade seemed to go on for an hour. I'm sure it was only a minute or two, but it didn't feel that way. So finally, I interrupted her and said, well, did you send it back and get something else? No, she said. I was too angry. I left and went to my apartment. So in my head, I replayed all that and wondered if I'd actually heard it all correctly. So this resident deprived herself of her dinner because she was angry at a stuffed bell pepper. She has henceforth become known amongst the managers as the stuffed bell pepper lady. So who knew that a stuffed bell pepper, admittedly not a very good one, could evoke such anger and had that much power? And then going to bed without dinner is one thing, but worse than that is she went immediately into victim. She became a victim when it would have been so simple to send it back and order something else. 
how compelling is the seduction of victimhood, which clearly ages no barrier to a consciousness of it. And in fact, victimhood seems to be growing in popularity. Gone are the days of suck it up and get over it. <laughs> My teacher, Dr. Kennedy Schultz, was very fond of saying that. <laughs> get over it. When you're... The effects of such consciousness are debilitating and life-diminishing and your life gets all caught up in effects and becomes all about appearances and blame. Bad stuff, Bill Pepper. We are fortunate in our teaching because we have spiritual mind treatment to enable us to take a new direction and to be intentional in our living. When you treat for your greater good, the outcome will not be that of a victim. But you do, as we say, have to move your feet, which means going in the direction of your good. It means changing your course. It means you have to figure out how to feed yourself, even if someone else inconveniences you. Treatment provides a pathway to a greater life experience by means of consciousness. It will get us to a level of awareness that shows us that we have a choice. In this case, the choice is, um, I can live with it. I can eat it. I can order something else. Or I can go without dinner. If you get stuck in a consciousness of victimhood, it will steamroller through every aspect of your life. When you become a victim, you assume that limitation is your destiny. Because the attitude of poor me permeates the fabric of your life. We all know people or have known people that live in the poor me's, don't we? If you're familiar with Monty Python, The Life of Brian was a movie made in 1979, um, and it's about Jesus and Brian. They were both born at the same time and very close by each other, and Brian was always getting mistaken for Jesus throughout his entire life, and the movie shows the, their whole lives. Well, Brian's, anyway. Monty Python, if you're not familiar with it, is completely and unashamedly totally irreverent. And it probably requires a bit of a warped sense of humor to appreciate it, but I can see by the response that some of you are very familiar with it. So at the end of the movie, you may remember, Brian is up on the cross awaiting crucifixion and his mother comes along and she kneels down at the cross and she looks up at him and she says, what about me? You're so selfish. What am I supposed to do? And there you have victimhood at its finest. 
See, victims have little sense of others. They are too consumed with their own needs, which makes for a very small and rather unhappy life. It keeps you closed off from the life energy within you. And you have to be careful because victimhood is insidious. It can creep up on you. But you can change it. To change it first takes desire, takes putting into practice our teaching, the science of mind, and that takes work. When something is unfair to you, or you feel hurt by another's action or inaction, ask yourself, am I being a victim? When something upsets or inconveniences you, do you behave as a victim or a human being filled with love? Are you on autopilot in your responses or do you bring it into your awareness and stop and think and ask yourself, what are my choices here? Am I making that choice from strength or poor me? Imagine that you are out with friends on a Saturday morning on a hike. You are walking with your friends up a narrow path to the top of the hill. And there's a person coming down the hill who accidentally, as they pass, bumps your arm. Doesn't say anything. No apology, just carries on walking. Now, if you're enjoying the day, the sun's shining, you're happy, you're out with your friends, you're with your honey, you've just got a promotion at work, you barely notice. Now imagine the same scenario, only you're not having such a great day. You didn't get the promotion you wanted, you overslept, you're hungry, because you didn't eat breakfast, and then you got in the car and you had to stop and get gas. We all know how annoying that is. Your date got sick and they couldn't come. And then to cap it all, some thoughtless person bangs your arm while you were on your walking path. And they don't even apologize. Immediately. Victim consciousness says with relish, I got this. I got this. And you're mad, screaming, look what you did to me, because don't you know the universe revolves around me? Hiker guy, you should have been watching where you were going. So you see, you have a choice about how you respond. But when you go into victim, that's all forgotten. Goes flying out the window. The hurt and pain of wrongdoing that has befallen us past and present feeds the fire of righteous indignation. And there is no escape from it when you don't take responsibility for you. 
And since religious science is all about personal responsibility, that may be why our churches aren't filled to overflowing, sadly. <laughs> Ernest Holmes, our founder, said, practically the whole human race is hypnotized because it thinks what someone else has told them to think. Back to the life of Brian. <laughs> so, the prisoners are being moved to pick up their crosses and go to the crucifixion site. And there's a guard checking everybody off and giving them directions as they leave their cell. So one of Brian's disciples comes along and the guard says, as a question, crucifixion? And the disciple goes, oh, no, no, freedom, me. I've been assigned to an exotic island. And the guard says, okay, off you go. So the man says, oh, I was only joking. I know where to go. I go down the hallway, turn to the right, pick up my cross on the left. I was only joking. What did he do when the man said, when the guard said, off you go? He backed off. He chose to stay a victim because that was what he had in his mind, that huge cost. We pay an enormous price when we say no to our greater good. He just had to say yes to something better. But his thinking got in his way. And he kept his head down, held on to the burden, and who hasn't done that? And we justify it by telling ourselves there's virtue in it. No, there isn't. It's our beliefs that keep us imprisoned. Ernest Holmes says, love is within us. It cannot be destroyed, but it can be ignored to the extent that we abandon love, we will feel it has abandoned us. And isn't that what victimhood is really all about? The feeling that love has abandoned us. People think that to escape from it requires forgiveness from those who have wronged us that they miraculously one day realize how badly they treated us and they beg for our forgiveness. We look for someone else to make it right for us and when we do that, if we do that, then we're staying in our victim mode. And also, I'm not sure how a stuffed bell pepper would be able to ask forgiveness for being dry and tasteless and apologize for not being the dish it was created to be. 
After all, the stuffed bell pepper really doesn't care about our feelings. Which puts the ball back firmly and squarely in the victim's court, for which the only antidote is unconditional love, not forgiveness. Love heals and love makes whole. Because forgiveness really is a bit overrated and a, just a little condescending, if you think about it. Showing unconditional love when you have been wronged may be a tall order because it goes along with having to let go of the pleasure we feel in our victimhood. Poor me. But when we do, the reward truly is freedom. Freedom of your soul. And you are not dependent on someone else to put it right for you. You stop expecting the fix to come from the outside and start with your own insides. Start by simply knowing something better. And you can rise above the unfairness, the right and the wrong of the situation. Where unconditional love is present, the need for apology disappears. You understand that you feel injured only because you are empty, lost, or afraid. Because you felt that love had abandoned you. So do they, those that wronged you, because they wouldn't have treated you badly unless they themselves were in pain. When you realize that love has not abandoned you because God is love and love is God and that is always there within you, then you can accept new life opening to you and leave your burden behind. Accept the God's offer. My family, like many, was, to say the least, dysfunctional. And I grew up under a black cloud with some emotional abuse thrown in for good measure. I had a turbulent relationship with my mother and I lived in a house that felt like love had abandoned it. As a young woman, I left England and came here to the United States with a backpack and $200, and I was fortunate to find a job and be able to stay here. I'd been here about 10 years when my mother became very ill. I saw her several times, and on the way home on the plane after what I knew would be the last time I would see her, it occurred to me that I really didn't talk to mom much about me, about who I am, who I was. So I wrote her a letter. And I told her that our history was just that. 
that I knew that when I was born, it must have been incredibly difficult for her, incredibly hard because she was alone. And I said, but I think I turned out okay. The past is the past. I told her I wanted to be a minister more than anything, though I told her I loved her. And I thanked her for being my mom. The letter was about unconditional love for my mother. It wasn't about my pain, but my understanding of hers. My mom had a special nurse assigned to her in the hospital, and so I sent my letter to her to read it to mom, which she did. She said she read it several times, so she wanted to be sure that mom heard. I think not so much the words, but the love. And unexpectedly that night, my mom passed in her sleep peacefully. You see, where there is love, there is healing. As Ernest Holmes says, denying love is our only problem, and embracing it is the only answer. Through the power of love, we can let go of history and begin again. So let's embrace it, because it's wonderful, and so are you. And so it is.